Hey, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church, and we're delighted you've joined us for this week's edition of Today's Word. We've been looking at spiritual disciplines over the past couple of weeks, and this week we're looking at simplicity. Matthew 6, 19-21, and Philippians 4, 11 and 12 are our scriptures. First of off, in Matthew, it says, Don't store up treasures on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them, and thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy them, and thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. And in Philippians, I'm not complaining about having too little. I've learned to be satisfied with whatever I have. I know what it is to be poor or to have plenty. And I've lived under all kinds of conditions. I know what it means to be full or hungry, to have too much or too little. So, as I said, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about ways to grow our spirituality. They're often called spiritual disciplines, but they could be called all kinds of things as long as we understand that they are intended to grow our relationship with Jesus. Things like fasting, prayer, and listening are really important to grow our spiritual muscles, but there's lots of others. Richard Foster wrote a book entitled Celebration of Discipline, and there he lists these, meditation, prayer, fasting, study, simplicity, solitude, submission, service, confession, worship, guidance, celebration, 12 in all. So many different ways to grow your faith that you could, I suppose, pick a discipline to practice each month. And that doesn't even include listening, journaling, being part of a small group, giving, and unplugging. And you may have noticed that it is possible that some of those spiritual disciplines overlap. They could actually be combined. Prayer could be a part of so many disciplines. And giving really fits well with simplicity. Um, because when we discover that our accumulation of stuff is using up our time, energy, and resources, and then choose to give away some of that stuff, life gets easier. And get this, simpler. For example, did you know that there are more storage units in the United States than there are houses? Let that sink in. We have too much stuff. What if every American gave away enough stuff that every storage unit in America could be made into a tiny home for a homeless person? And... Amazingly, for the most part, we don't need the stuff, and it's choking off our energy and damaging us mentally, emotionally, um, and spiritually. You see, it's really hard authentically to ask for God's provision for our daily bread when we already have all the stuff we need crammed into a metal room down at the storage farm. What we need, of course, is part of the problem, that need thing. And next week when we discuss unplugging, it's possible we will talk about that a little. After all, online shopping and our retail therapy has exacerbated this problem into something akin to an addiction. We shop until we end up poorer, feeling no better, and have frittered away the resources God has put in our care to care for others. You heard that right. Frittered away the resources God put in our care for the purpose of caring for others. Because God knows that caring for others, just as God does, is the best way to have a heart for God, the great provider. 
And simplicity can take us right to the heart of God. And it strikes right at the heart of our great accumulation of stuff. You see, we're experts at hunting, hunting and gathering, but we are terrible at letting go, even when it becomes obvious that our stuff is ruining us. Take one watch of Hoarders on TV and see how bad it can get. At the center of it all is our insecurity, our need to take God's place in our own lives and provide our own daily bread. To let go and trust the God of the universe is too hard. Trust only in thine own self. But Jesus in Matthew's gospel suggests a different way. Storing up our treasures is not what God's people do. They don't put their treasure in storage farms or in mansions or in banks or in the stock market, but they put God's treasure in God's care. Now, that's not an argument to be money not smart. We need to listen to the folks who want us to use our resources wisely. We need to pay off our debts, get insurance, use a budget, but keep in mind the end of the purpose is to use what you have for God's purposes. I remember when Sue and I were up at Acadia National Park and we took a trip on a lobster boat so the lobstermen could show us how they catch lobsters. Makes sense. As we went out of the harbor by a bunch of houses, he pointed out one and said, that house is owned by the Campbell Soup family. They come and stay for two weeks a year. They have three full-time gardeners year-round. Now, God bless those gardeners because they need jobs, but really? Simplicity suggests a change in plans where instead of your cash and accumulated wealth stored in a mattress or in the stock market or in real estate or in a storage locker, you intentionally put it into what God values. First and foremost, what God values is people. We are to invest in the kingdom of God through God's people, all of them, especially those in need. And while investing in the faith community, in programs that transform people's lives, in individuals and families that just need a hand up, not necessarily a handout, we discover God working in our lives. And the key is letting go. Simplicity. Clearing out the junk so God and God's kingdom can be first in our lives. Why? Because as Jesus makes clear, your heart will always be where your treasure is. And we want our hearts to be with God. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week for our uh, edition of today's word. If you'd like to contact us, you can do that at uh, Otisville Press. That's O-T-I-S-V-I-L-L-E. P-R-E-S at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at otisvillepress.org. Once again, thanks for joining us.